mix with on the beat. Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azesu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 292, the second part of our big movie catch-up pod. This time, we still got movies to talk about. Uh, we still got Barbie on the list. We still got Confess Fletch, uh, Sound of Freedom, Bodies, 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 Insidious, The Red Door, Talk to Me, Sympathy for the Devil, River Wild, they cl- and they clone Tyrone. And we might get the Week in Sports, we might get the Week in Funko and Collecting, Weekly Star Wars Moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. Before I go any further, it's the news. All right, all right, everybody, we're back. Let's dive right into it. Sure. Uh, this is one that came out. Um, well, well, thanks to everyone who listened to the last one. Thank you. Uh, we had so many. We we had we had to cut it in half. Um, I think we gave you like eight on that last episode, and I think we got another seven or eight i don't know <laughs> but we got more movies and everything but all right this is a movie that like blew everyone away it made a billion dollars in the box office and this is came out july 22nd and this is barbie barbie and ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of barbie land However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. All right. There was a billion people in this movie. But of course, Margot Robbie. Oh, this was uh, written and directed by uh, Greta Gerwing. I think that's how you say her name. Um, Again, Margot Robbie is Barbie. Ryan Gosling is Ken. Uh, Isa Rae as Barbie, Kate McKinnon as Barbie, Alexis Ship as Barbie, Emma McKay as Barbie, uh, Harry Neff, Sharon Rooney, Anna Cruz, Kanye or whatever, uh, Ritu, Aria, Nicole Kaufman, Theo Lippa, and all those gals were Barbie. Uh, What's his name? Um, not Liu Kang. Um, Liu Kang wins. Uh, Shang-Chi. Simu La, Li Lao. I don't know how to say his name. He played Ken. Ken uh, Kinsley Ben Adir. Ooh. Nick. Nickety. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh, Scott Evans and John Cena. All those guys were Ken. Um, did you see this? I didn't. I really badly wanted to do the uh, the double feature, but I couldn't get anybody to do it with me. So I pretty much called the whole thing off, and maybe I'll watch them when they uh, come out on blue or something. No, dude, go see this on the screen. 
This was hella good. <laughs> I loved it, everybody. It was uh, PG-13. It was an hour and 54 minutes. Um, the whole Barbie land world or whatever looked pretty sweet. It was just all just Barbie land. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> that's that's what it was. It, it was crazy on um, what they did in this film to uh, make Barbie land. Obviously, it was all on a set. Um, Ken, uh, Ryan Gosling, he was awesome. He was one of my favorite characters in it, but my all-time favorite character, Margot Robbie, beautiful. She was cool as Barbie, but Kate McKinnon, she was the, um, the little rugged Barbie. I think that's what they called her. She was awesome. I love Kate McKinnon, period. Um, but <laughs> this movie was hella good. It was it was crazy. I wasn't expecting uh, what we got in it, and I was just laughing my ass off through the whole movie. Um, just Barbie doing her thing. She's starting to change. You know, if you guys are familiar with the Barbie dolls, how she just on her tippy toes. One day she's walking, then her feet go flat, and then she starts to get. Uh, just uh, not memories, but uh, feeling different in Barbie land. Like she feels like there's something, there's something else uh, going on. There's something else uh, in this world. So she kind of comes up with the idea, you know what? I'm going to just get in my little Barbie dream car and just drive and try to get to the real world. Uh, but Ken uh, stows away in the back seat. He pops up and he's got Ryan Gosling and she's like, all right, cool. So they make their way on over to the real world, uh, to L.A., uh, Venice. And this is when they see uh, all the real what real world and what's going on. Oh, also, this also stars, um, what's her nuts? Uh, America Ferreira. She's in this. She's uh, one of the characters in the real world. And she is a mom named Gloria. And then she has her, her daughter. Uh, Will Ferrell is the Mattel CEO. Uh, the beautiful Helen Mirren, she's the narrator. And then there's a bunch of other people in this film. But I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I saw the trailers. I mean, I like Mar Margot Robbie, but did was she the reason I went and saw this? No. Ryan Gosling is the one. I, I was like, okay, because he's kind of picking choosy on his movies. Um, he did a lot of indie stuff that was really cool. I did watch Drive recently. I know it was an older film, but that movie was awesome. So I was like, all right, let me let me check this out. When I remember seeing the pictures of it when they were doing the production shots when they were down in Venice, I was like, what the hell is this? And it was it got me curious more of Ryan Gosling. I was like, why is he doing this movie? So once the trailers came out, I watched it. I was like, all right, cool. Let me let me go check this out. And oh man, it, this was this one was a surprise for me on how good it was. Um, I know there's just some people, oh, it's Barbie, I don't want to see it. This is not geared towards little kids. Um, it, they, I mean, there's no F-bombs or anything. If, I don't think there was, but um, it's just the situations in it, the, the, the sexual innuendos and all this. I mean, I was kind of shocked that uh, Mattel did this. Um, but if you know the history of Barbie and you are familiar with the Barbie line, um, You'll enjoy this film because there was a lot of stuff in there. Uh, I had friends and cousins that played with Barbie. And especially when I'm growing up in the 70s and 80s, 
uh, all the stuff that came with it, uh, the Barbie dream house, the cars, uh, the, the different versions of Barbie, um, the, the pregnant Barbie, the one in the wheelchair, Skipper, uh, all the different versions of Ken, and then uh, the other different Kens uh, that were black or Asian or what have you. I mean, everyone was there was no love for indigenous uh, Barbies in, in this one for some reason, unless I missed it. But uh, that, that was uh, that didn't matter. I mean, I'm sure they could have fit one in there somewhere. Um, but I thought what was going on was pretty cool. And I loved, um, uh, especially when they were in Barbie land. I mean, everything just, they're eating and, and drinking, but they're just cups and there's nothing coming out. And then the plates are empty and stuff like that. Her Barbie dream house looked just like the Barbie dream house. I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, and everything that was going on. In it was kind of a little warm and heart filling in, in some scenes, but as it was going on, once they got to the real world, uh, Ken saw how the real world was and how he saw that men rule the world. So he took that back to Barbie land and turned it all around. And I was just, I was there for it. It was hilarious. Um, some people were like, oh, this is making uh, women look dumb and, and all this. It, it isn't. I thought, I thought to me, I just, how I took it was, it was, it was more of an empowering film. And they used Barbie. And Ken to to put this out there, but to, to, as far as Ken, how he was just loving character and does, did, they tried to make him be like he was stupid, but once he saw how the real world real world was, and he took it back to Barbie Land and took over and turned it into to Ken World with his um uh, Mojo Dojo Casa House and his brewski beers and, and all that, and it was crazy. But, I mean, overall, I mean, there's nothing really to, to spoil in this. Uh, Helen Mirren narr narrating the whole, the whole movie. I loved all that. Uh, there was, there was just, just so much to unpack in this film. And it was cool. Uh, if you are going to go, I think it's still in the theaters, wherever you're at. Um, I was telling my friend, I said, watch um, The Toys That Made Us on Barbie. On how evil that empire is, um, but watch that so you can kind of get um, remember the the old Barbie lines and when the the dream houses and the everything started to come out and all the different little characters that they came up. I said watch that, then go see this movie. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool. But how, for me, my memory of what my cousins uh, had playing with and my friends that had these. Uh, these dolls and all the accessories for it, man, it was cool. But for what this movie was, I really enjoyed it. Um, again, see it on the big screen for uh, maybe mainly Barbie land on how awesome that looked. Uh, of course, it's just pink and, and all that. But I was really shocked on how good this movie was. I was kind of like, eh, well, you know what? <sighs> Let me just go see it. Again, that, tra that last trailer sold it for me. I was like, all right. I, mean, I think I did mention it on the show. I was like, I watched the trailer. And I'm kind of interested. So, I, of course, I made it out and saw it. Uh, I want to see this again because I thought it was an awesome film. But, yeah, if you guys have any interest in Barbie, uh, if I'm selling it to you, if you already seen it, you already know uh, the magic that is Barbie and Ken and everything that went on in this film. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was an awesome film. Is it on my best of list? Right now it is. And uh, we'll see if it... Uh, Hangs in there all the way to the end. But 
Barbie, it's still in the theaters. Now, if it's still in this one little one-horse town that I live in right now, I'm sure it's uh, everywhere else. So, again, if I'm selling it to you, go out and see 2023's Barbie. It's an hour and 54 minutes. I was kind of like, why is this so long? But it flew by really quick well, once you uh, get into what's going on. But, yeah, dude, I advise you. Go see this in the, in the theater. Um, I don't know if Moms wants to see it, but I, I say go check it out. <laughs> Yeah, she went uh, with a with a group of friends. I really wanted to do the whole double feature thing. It was a big thing online that people were doing, and they were making like a day out of it where they would start with like a rough uh, type morning, like a, like a hard breakfast, maybe a cigarette, and then uh, they go to Oppenheimer. And then uh, get out and go have a fun, light lunch. And then come back to the theater and watch Barbie. And then finish it off with uh, like drinks and stuff like that. And I, w- I really wanted to do that. But uh, uh, yeah, nobody was down. Jade really didn't want to see Oppenheimer. So, uh, And it turns out right before she visited, she went to see it too. Barbie too. So I was just like, oh, I'll just I'll do my own, I guess double feature from from home no man you guys see this on the screen i mean just <laughs> experience what is barbie land <laughs> uh you'll appreciate it on the big giant screen watching what's going on in, in this film again like i said everyone i want to see this. i want to go see this again so it's adventure comedy fantasy yeah i'm cool with it um, okay, I read on what was on Google, what's on IMDb. Barbie suffers from a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. Yeah, that was pretty much what was going on. There was one scene that made me laugh. Barbie was all sad and she was uh, feeling like she was ugly and crying. And then Helen Mirren came in and said, um, I get what the directors are doing, but using Margot Robbie to be ugly isn't working. <laughs> so but it was just crazy nonsense like that but man this movie was good again i didn't think i was gonna i thought i'll probably enjoy it but i mean i i left like man that was good and I, I went to work and i was telling my friends i said go see it man they were like what you went and saw barbie i said yeah dude go see this movie uh, again if i'm selling it go see it but if you guys have already seen it and, and you enjoyed it or you hated it I had one of my friends, she went and saw it because that movie was stupid. And da, 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 da. I was like, uh, she hates everything. But anyway, Barbie, uh, I it, two thumbs up for me. I said, get out there and go see it. What do you got? Yeah, like I said, I really wish I could have done the the double feature. I didn't get I'm telling you, go see it. No, I don't get to do either. Go see, <laughs> just go do it by yourself. If I didn't have yeah. nothing going on all these next few weekends, I'd come over there and do it with you because I still want to see Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. That reminds me. That'd be cool if you did. Yeah, I'd totally be up for it. Um, if you do get a chance to come, I would recommend because that uh, spotlight video is coming and uh, you wanted me to drop by. I keep reading to tell you this. I mean to tell you this. I went in and I wanted to like video call you or take a picture or something, but the selection was so big. And the cases, because it's all these old rental movies, like you couldn't see the title from, you almost had to pull each one out to see it. So I was like, I don't even know how to (laughs) 
explain this to you and it was they've still got a good amount of stuff um actually i think they're just a couple of days here i think the 15th is their last day that they were um like renting stuff and then they go i think and it's their final two weeks i think around the 29th is when they close for good um but yeah um and i'm sure they'll drop prices even more uh too here soon so probably when on the i'm guessing probably here on the 15th when their true last day to like rent stuff is over but i've been meaning to tell you that for a while so i'm glad i, I did now <laughs> Eh, I don't know. I got stuff next weekend, and then I go to L.A. Uh, for four days on the twenty-fifth. I'm gonna try to. I'm probably gonna hopefully go down the twenty-fourth. I don't know, but uh, I won't tell you guys what I'm doing down there until I'm there. Then I'll let you guys know. I'll probably do some videos for TikTok and Instagram, and uh, hopefully do uh, a show down there in L.A. with Mike and other people that I'm gonna be doing something awesome with my fingers across yeah i still got to work out the the details if i'm going for sure but anyway i'll, I'll let you guys know what that is as we get close to it but well if you right, can't make you... it here if you can't make it here before they close i guess i'll like contact you a couple times right as i'm leaving work a couple times here coming up after the 15th and uh see if you're available to like jump on the line because it's a big selection and there might actually be some horror titles that um are more under the radar type titles that you might be interested in obviously people have been in there and buying stuff but like they have a ton of stuff so and like I, I from when I was looking through a good amount of stuff, especially like the value stuff, like one, two, three dollar stuff. Um, it was a lot of like lesser known stuff, but I was like, that actually might be some of the stuff you're most after. Yeah, Just usually the, the lesser known stuff. So yeah, there's, there's a, I'm sure. How long they've been around? Obviously, they've been around for a while. The spotlight, yeah. I mean. They go back, obviously, like, as far as locally here, they go back to the days of uh, when video rental was big and, you know, Blockbuster was in town. I think we had three Blockbusters here in, in just uh, in just here in Eureka. And um, for a while there, yeah, Spotlight was right there with them. I think they had three locations around town. And uh, slowly as the Blockbusters closed, the uh, Spotlights did too. And it's actually amazing that the Spotlight stayed in business all these years. It uh, They tried to, like, keep their business around by adding, like, uh, like tanning. They had tanning beds, so they kind of did half videos, half tan salon thing so they tried to make that work but uh yeah sadly it's it's finally over for them they're they're calling it quits i was in there with jade and i was like oh, it's just so sad i i saw a few things i wanted but i was like ah uh, i'll probably wait till um i was hoping either you, you could come or i was like oh when i when i when i call you at the very least i'll pick out more stuff but we did jade did pick out a few movies so we did uh, support them that way on, on that visit. All right. <clears throat> Hopefully I can get there. I'll try before it shuts down. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> All right. You want to jump in there? Yep. Your turn.
All right, got a quick one for you. Uh, over on Netflix, uh, Jade first sent me a picture to notify me that this was coming out, and I was skeptical right away. Um, the River Wild or River Wild, and uh, not the uh, uh, Merrill Street 1990. Horror movie, which I absolutely love, and that's an absolute rewatchable for me. I, I absolutely love that film. It's one that I could put on over and over and never get tired of. It's 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 in that. I super love that film. So I was definitely willing to give this one a try, even though my expectations from the beginning was uh, nah, like there's no way it's going to live up to what the original did. And then to my surprise, um, when I watched this, it was pretty much nothing like the Meryl Streep, uh, the river wild. This one is described as follows a pair of siblings who love, but distrust each other as they embark on a white whitewater rafting trip with a small group. One of their friends from childhood turns out to be more dangerous than he appears. This, uh, I think the only, there's only one person of like note that people would know on this cast, uh, Adam Brody, isn't it? But it also stars a Courtney Chen, Eve Conley, and Matt Devere. It was directed by Ben Katai, and it hit Netflix uh, August 1st. Um, but yeah, like I said, I was expecting kind of a play the hits remake of Meryl Streep's the river wild. Like I said, I absolutely love that film. And I was like, well, maybe it would be a little fun. If, even if it's a remake and they, you know, do the same story. And I was like, uh, I was like, Oh, they're probably not going to be able to, you know, pull off, uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, from the, uh, Meryl Streep river wild but like i said in the end it's a completely different tale which i was like kind of weird that they called it that you couldn't come up with something else call it something else i mean i guess it's a cool title but uh obviously i'm sure there's a lot of people like me that uh, can't think it was going to be um like a remake of Meryl Street film. And like I said, it's not at all. It's okay. Um, I wouldn't rush to see it. I wasn't that impressed with it in the end, but uh, I was surprised that it was a different uh, story. So. Reading the synopsis, this sounds like um, Whitewater Summer. I'm trying to see if, if it, is a remake of it. I don't. I don't know. Um, no, I don't. I, don't think, I think it's just sounds like it. Because <laughs> there was here's a random review for you. Four. It could have been better. I don't know why people compare this to the '94 movie. It's a completely different movie. The only thing in common is water. <laughs> because there's there was one came out in '87 with Kevin Bacon. Uh, Whitewater Summer, Kevin Bacon, uh, Rudy, um, Sean, Aust Sean Astin, uh, Matt Alder, Casey Marlowe, and Jonathan Ward. I, re I remember, I can't remember who was 
Kevin Bacon and and one of the guys, one of these guys was his brother. And all hell broke loose when they were trying to go down the down the river. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen that movie in forever, but reading uh, the synopsis on on this, it kind of reminds me of that. But I, I don't know. Well, yes. River Wild '94 isn't streaming anywhere right now. And I love that film. I wonder if it's on uh, Blu-ray because I should really have that in my collection. That's a total rewatchable for me. I wish I could throw it on right now. And that's on uh, Netflix. Yeah, the new one, The River Wild. All right, is uh, Netflix. Hour and thirty-one minutes. All right, everyone, check it out. Um, this is a movie that came out last year. It's it's called it's horror thriller, yeah, more of a thriller, a suspense thriller. Um, this is one. Shout out to Big Jesse. Uh, go listen to the last uh, Big Guys podcast we put out. Uh, we got another one coming soon. Uh, but this was a movie. He, was t- he told me to watch this one. Um, I can't remember. I think it was on Showtime. Uh, this is uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, when a group of 20-somethings get stuck in a remote mi- mansion during a hurricane, a party game gone very, very wrong ends with a dead body on the ground and fake friends and every turn as they try to find the killer among them. This was directed by Helena Region. Story by Kristen Ruperin. Um, this is the A24 uh, movie. It was in the theaters. I remember that, but it kind it kind of like came and went. All right, this stars Amanda Sternberg, Rachel Senat, Pete Davidson, Chase Sue Wonders, Maria Bakalova, Lee Pace. Oh, I Mahala Harold, Kalina Regine, and Connor O'Malley. That was pretty much everyone in the film. And then, um, but yeah, it's just a bunch of friends that are in this mansion. It's Pete Davidson. It's his uh, parents' house, and they're out in the out in the woods somewhere. I I don't know remember exactly where it was where it took place, but um, they're partying and there's this huge hurricane uh then they were all sitting around uh the the main girl rachel uh sen i think that's her name her and her friend al her uh, her name is alice and her friend sophie they kind of show up um and then everyone's kind of like oh why are you here and all that but they're all friends uh sophie she just kind of got out of rehab she was uh uh dealing with a drug addiction and but when he got to there, all these guys were partying. There's drugs, there's alcohol. Um, Pete Davidson, he's just trying to like, yeah, this is my house, and and we're gonna party and all this. But then they start playing this game called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's kind of like uh, a Who Done It Clue type of game. But as they're playing it, they're talking, they're trying to figure out. They wrote everyone's. Uh, name on a piece of paper or something like that, and then they put um, you're the killer. On the paper, but you're not supposed to tell everyone. Everyone's trying; they're supposed to figure out uh, who was doing it or who's the killer. And then th- that's where the movie begins. And then they start when they start questioning each other. Then they they turn into they start to get mad. Pete Davidson gets mad, and he kind of just disappears. And uh, one of the other girls goes in the other room, and they're kind of talking. Then all of a sudden, they hear somebody pounding on the outside window. 
and it's Pete Davidson's character. His name is David, and his throat's cut, and he's just and they're like ah, like they just did and all this is a big huge hurricane hitting because all the power goes out. It's raining. It's super windy, and then now they're just scared. They're trying to figure out who killed him. And all this, and, and like, is there someone outside? Is there somebody in the house? Because it was a big, huge mansion, and as that—that's how the movie started. And then it's just a race to survive to try to find whoever killed Pete Davidson. So I was like, okay, I'll, this is starting out pretty good. But as the movie went along, I was like, whoa! If I would have saw this last year, it would have made my best of list because I liked it a lot. But um, again, shout out to Big Jesse. He's the one that told me to watch it. So uh, I did. I checked it out. I was going to watch it last year, but I just didn't really uh, hear much about it. So I, I just kind of just eh, I'll get to it when I get to it and kicking myself. I didn't get to it last year. But if you guys have Showtime and you haven't seen this film and I sold it to you, definitely check it out. It's not a horror film. It's more of a suspense thriller and a, a whodunit type of film. So definitely check out. Uh, bodies, 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 and again, it is streaming on Showtime. It says on Hulu, but it's not on there anymore. So, but yeah, bodies, 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 check it out. Cool. All right, um, I got a follow for you too, right there on uh, Paramount Plus slash Showtime, uh, and this is uh, 2022's Confess Fletch. After becoming the prime suspect in multiple murders, Fletch strives to prove his innocence while simultaneously searching for his fiance's stolen art collection. Uh, this time around, all these years later, uh, Fletch is played by John Hamm. A uh, bunch of other people in this movie. Nobody uh, huge uh, notoriety, but uh, Roy Wood Jr., Aiden Mayari, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, that was a big one for you. Uh, John Slattery, a uh, Mad Men uh, reunion for John Hamm and John Slattery. Uh, Marsha Gay Harden, yeah. Uh, directed by Greg Matola. This came out. Uh, last year, uh, September sixteenth. Uh, 2022 and yeah this is uh the same fletch based on the novels uh chevy chase uh played fletch in the movies in the 80s and uh, all these years later i know in the like early 2000s um Kevin Smith had a script and he wanted to bring Chevy back. And I know Chevy wanted to do it, but it just never happened. But uh, yeah, all these years later now, um, John Hamm's playing him. And I was actually pretty impressed. I thought he played him really well. Like, um, it's not exactly what Chevy did, but it's, he nails that kind of like smart guy, smart Alec, like, knows what's going on but keeps his cool and can be real jokey like uh chevy was in those films and you know it's a pretty interesting mystery going on and uh, it stays light with uh, what he's doing and at the same time it's uh, you know 
it's a it's another uh, relatively short movie, especially considering you know we were talking last pod about uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, how it's almost three hours. Well, here's another one that's only an hour thirty eight minutes, so it's uh, not really that much. Uh, I'd love to see. Uh, hopefully, at least uh, Ham gets one more shot at him. Uh, how many did Chevy do? I know he did at least two, right? Uh, Fletch, Fletch lives. That was it, right? Just the two. Yeah. So I'd love to see uh, Ham get a, another shot at it, too. I know this wasn't any huge hit or anything. I remember hearing when it came out and wanting to see it. And, uh, you know, I couldn't wait till it hit streaming. And then it just so happened to hit Showtime. And then shortly after that, um, if you subscribe to the no ad version of Paramount Plus, which I do, uh, they give you all the Showtime stuff now, too. So a little bonus there. So, uh, yeah, I was able to finally check it out there. And, uh, yeah, glad I was uh, finally able to watch it. Um, super solid. I'd recommend it. I don't know if it would have made my list last year had i seen it last year but uh like i said i did really enjoy it and uh hopefully they make another because it was fun you can watch all the stuff that's on the showtime yeah on paramount plus oh damn i didn't know that shit i want to watch the yeah. whale another movie that came out last year everyone tells me it's super depressing but <laughs> i still uh, want to see it uh all right, now, yeah. I, now i'm not sold <laughs> Everyone said it was a good movie, but it was depressing. So I want to check it out. Um, uh, I don't know if I'll watch that one. I didn't really care for the second Fletch Lives. I mean, the first one was hella funny. I saw that one in the drive-in. Second one I went to see in the theater. I was all excited, and I was like, eh, it was all right. So I don't know. I like John yeah. Hamm, but uh, he's I good. Know. He's good. Um, yeah, it's funny to see this is one of those. Uh, yeah, no, I'd say actually across the board. Now that I look at it, both uh, both critics and and fans seem to give this one a uh, pretty decent rating. As far as like uh, star rating too, it's pretty much in line with uh, Chevy's. Fletch on IMDb gets a six point nine. Fletch Lives gets a six point one, and this. Confess Fletch gets a uh, 6.5. So pretty much in line with those films. I did recently, actually, I was, um, I was wanting before I, before they did uh, all the Showtime stuff to bear on the plus, I wanted to watch Confess Fletch. And, um, when I did the search for it, Fletch was on Netflix. It's gone now. Now I guess it's on Tubi. So, I mean, it's still free, but with commercials. If you want to watch the original Chevy Fletch from '85. All right. Mm, moving on. This is a new one. It came out uh, July 28th. Um, it's a rental. I don't think it was in a theater. But this is a mystery, kind of a mystery thriller type of film. M more mystery. Yeah, hey, well, it just says mystery. I, I think it was a mystery thriller. But anyway, this is uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Forced to drive a mysterious passenger at gunpoint, a man finds himself in a high-stakes game of cat and mouse where nothing is as it seems. This is directed by Yuval Adler. And this stars... Wait, hold on. Let me 
click over to uh, IMDb. How the hell was it? I just saw it. Um, oh, here it is. I want to. I want to read what what they have. Um, Alrighty. After being forced to drive a mysterious passenger at gunpoint, a man finds himself in a high stakes game. That's the exact same thing. All right. Sympathy for the devil. What does it say on the poster? It says, "Revenge is a hell of a ride." All right. The stars: Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage uh, as the passenger, Joel Kinnaman as the driver. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other people in it, but it's mainly just Nicolas Cage and Joel Kinnaman. All right. Joel Kinnaman is this, he's the, the kind of the main character. He's, uh, on his way to the hospital. Uh, his wife's uh, in labor and I don't know this. He just seems like he doesn't want to rush there. Or I don't know. This is, I'm not going to, I'm not, this new movie. I'm not going to spoil the ending. He just seemed like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then he kind of, all right, he wife calls, where are you? Where are you? He goes, oh, I'm here. I'm almost there. I'll be pulling up any second. So he gets to the hospital. He kind of pulls into the parking lot. He's looking around. Uh, looking around. He sees Nicolas Cage standing up against a wall. And then there's paramedics and ambulances and all that as well. He's just about to get out of the car. He seemed like he was in no rush to get there. So he kind of, he gets, um, he gets to the parking lot and he parks and uh, Nicholas Cage gets into the car and he's like, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I, I need you to drive me somewhere. And then he pulls out a gun and he goes, all right, come on. We're, we're going to Boulder City. We, we, we got to go. So he's like, uh, and he goes, come on, man. He's like, my wife's in labor, man. I got to go. And he goes, Don't matter. Let's go. So it forces him at gunpoint to take him to Boulder City. So uh, they're they're in Las Vegas, so they're they're cruising around, uh, going. He first they kind of drive around for a little bit, and then he tells them we're going to Boulder City. But along the way, he's just trying to get to know Nicholas Cage is trying to get to know uh, who Joel Kinnaman is and what's going on and everything. So, but it it was it's mainly it mainly takes place in the car. Then there's some scenes when they, it takes place in a uh, a diner. And it's just, it was crazy. Uh, people were talking about this. And um, so I said, you know what? Let me watch it. So I sat down and I, I turned it on. And man, I love this movie. I thought it was pretty good, man. It was, again, I'm not going to say what happened at the end. But it, it's not very long, but it was kind of a slow-paced movie. It was only an hour and a half, but it's a lot of talking. Um, there's some action in it, but don't, don't expect um, a lot. But it, it was pretty good for what they were trying to do and what, what the director was doing and what the story was. And uh, Nicolas Cage, he's like king of the indies now. He did have that big movie, um, Rainfield, and that other one when he was a mob boss or whatever that one. What was that one called? It was him in uh, Mandalorian. Um, uh, uh, unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah, that one. That one was pretty good. So he had two movies that were in the theater. Usually, a lot of his movies are just straight to VOD. Uh, I think the last movie that made my list um, was Pig. If you guys saw that film, that film was amazing. Slow, slow burn. But um, I, the Academy, you guys slipped on that one. Because uh, that was the Oscar nomination for Nicolas Cage again all the way. 
for the film. If you guys have seen Pig, it was on Hulu. I don't know if it's still there. Definitely check that movie out. But Sympathy for the Devil, if you like these type of films or if you just like Nick Cage and want to see everything he does, check out Renfield. That movie was awesome if you have Peacock. That is on my list for sure because that movie was hella good. Did you watch that one yet? I haven't yet. I saw it was on there. Dude, that movie's awesome. Get ready. There's plenty of blood and guts in it. So, but... Oh, again, that movie made that movie's making my list. I don't think anything's gonna bump it off. But uh, sympathy for the devil. It it was a really good movie. Again, it's slow burn, but the movie's not that long. So just uh, sit down and enjoy. Uh, who is Nicolas Cage? Uh, sympathy for the devil. You can uh, rent it uh, wherever you rent movies, um, streaming movies, and all that. So definitely check that one out. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I'll jump back in with uh, another Netflix movie. Uh, This one came out not too long ago. July 21st dropped on Netflix. I guess it had a little bit of a theatrical run, too. And this is They Cloned Tyrone. And series of eerie events thrust an unlikely trio on the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper. Um, I was actually really looking forward to this one. I heard a little bit of hype coming into it. It sounded like right up my alley, like that uh, kind of indie um, mystery sci-fi thing. And um, with John Boat Eggs in it, um, I was like, I, you, it's hard not to think about uh, Attack the Block and whatnot. Oh, and I said uh, John Boat Eggs. I, I, did I ever tell you that story of John Boat Eggs? Nope. So, uh, obviously, I mean John Boyega. Uh, it was pretty funny uh, back in uh, two, 2015 when uh, The Force Awakens was going to come out. Um, I used to, especially when we're at Comic-Con, I'd have certain things um, set up for notifications, like on Instagram, so I knew when things were happening. And Star Wars was one of them. And, and uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega were at Comic-Con, so I was, that's one of the things I, I set to see, like, uh, if I could catch them, if they were going to be at the Star Wars booth or whatever. And uh, it was really funny. Some of you may or may not remember this. Uh, it seems like uh, there's a, a small group of people that still remember this and uh, use that that tag, John Boat Eggs, uh, the official Star Wars Instagram. They put, when, when they were at the booth, they were like, at, you know, Comic-Con, the Star Wars booth, Daisy Ridley and John Boat Eggs. And uh, everybody in the car was like, John Boat Eggs? And then they deleted it, and then they put it up again. John Boat Eggs. And then they deleted it and put it up again. And I know this because the notification kept coming through. They kept putting John Boat Eggs, and then they finally just deleted it, and they didn't repost the photo. So it kind of became a funny incident at Comic-Con. <laughs> so... Hard not to refer to him as John Boat Eggs these days. But anyways, back to the actual film. Um, yeah, I found this one uh, pretty interesting. It stars John Boyega, Boat Eggs, as Fontaine, Jamie Foxx as Slick Charles, Keone Paris, that's uh, one of the Captain Marvels, that's Monica Rambeau, Photon uh, in the new upcoming The Marvels. 
as Yo-Yo, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland as Nixon. Also, uh, David Allen Greer is in this, uh, and a bunch of other people. But uh, yeah, directed by first-time director Jewel Taylor. Uh, like I said, action, comedy, mystery, sci-fi, thriller, indie, uh, two hours and two minutes. And um, yeah, I thought this one was uh, a lot of fun. I, I think I want to lean a little bit on uh, some of the things that people say here in the reviews. Um, winning cast allows uh, to explore the formula that the Coen brothers made career out of watching lovable dimwits investigate a mystery that they're completely unqualified to solve. Uh, it's a comical mashup of genres that play uh, homage to the 1970s black exploitation. Um when Fox is on screen with Paris, it's a certain kind of magic uh, of like uh, rappers and a cipher. Their metaphors are smooth and their egos are huge. Um, yeah. Um, to me, it wasn't perfect. I was obviously had high hopes for this. I was like, could this be end of year? It might end up being honorable mention. Um, I would definitely... Uh, watch it again and I, I might uh, appreciate it even more like upon a second watch but i did like a lot about it uh, john boyega plays kind of like a, a street uh drug dealer uh, jamie fox plays like a pimp and uh tayona paris plays like a prostitute so um Somehow the three of them, yeah, they get involved in this uh, conspiracy, like what's going on in their town, something crazy is going on. And I don't want to step on it too much because it is a little bit of a mystery, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But um, yeah, it's like something's going on. And obviously, you know, the, the name of the movie itself, they cloned Tyrone. So something's going on with that. But uh, yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it, and honestly, like, I liked it enough that it, it is something I'd rewatch, and maybe I would, like, appreciate uh, upon more watching. I don't think it lived up to, like, Attack the Block was such an instant classic. I absolutely love that film. I'm excited uh, Boyega's coming back and doing um, Attack the Block 2 sometime. I mean, I I don't... I don't know, because I, I know he actually probably does, he falls up probably under both guilds, I'm guessing, both the American one and the uh, the British one, and I, I, I think for the most part, yeah, Attack the Lock was like a, like a British production, so I don't know, maybe they could be filming it, but uh, yeah, I really liked it. They cloned Tyrone on Netflix. All right. How long was it again? Two hours, two minutes. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty standard. And I will say it, they probably could have cut 15, 20 minutes from it and really tightened it up and stuff. There's a few parts that probably they could have cut and stuff like that. And just made, it probably would have been even better in my eyes. But um, it's good. It's good. It's recommended. Definitely worth, uh, worth uh, checking out. All right. How many more movies do you have? I have three more. I don't. I don't even know if I have any. Honestly, I'm looking at the list here. 
Yeah, I guess we uh, didn't balance it out correctly because, uh, well, I mean, we, we were bouncing back and forth, but I think I'm actually at the point where it's uh, it's all you. <laughs> all right, I got uh, three more for you guys. I'll run through this one. This is a this one came out earlier in July, and this is the one, two, three, fifth film, I believe, in the series. This is uh, Insidious, The Red Door. PG-13, horror mystery, hour and 47 minutes. Uh, Josh Lambert heads, heads east to drop his son Dalton off at school. However, Dalton's college dream soon becomes a living nightmare when he repressed demons of his past suddenly return to haunt both of them. Uh, this was directed by... Patrick Wilson and the story was by by uh, Lee Wanell and Scott Teams. Uh, one of the producers, James Wan. James Wan did direct uh, the first two films. The first film came out in 2010. Then Chapter Two was 2013. Chapter Three was 2015. Then Insidious: The Last Key was 2018. Three and four were prequels to the Insidious ones. So. Um, I liked all of them, but the well, shout out to Brian. He is the one that told me he's a. You know what? You need to watch one and two before you go see the Red Door. So okay, uh, go listen to um, Stream Fiends. Uh, the last episode we did, uh, Brian and I covered uh, Insidious, uh, Insidious, and Insidious Chapter Two. Uh, I'm gonna go do another bonus one. We're gonna kind of go a little bit more into. Uh, what we thought of uh, the Red Door, but this one again, you, if you don't remember the first and the second one, because that's pretty much the the trilogy of this family of the Lambert family, uh, and this stars doo -doo 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 -doo, Patrick Wilson, of course, uh, he comes back. Uh, Rose Byrne, she is the mom. The mom and Patrick Wilson is the dad. Josh and Renee, we got Ty Simpkins returning as Dalton Lambert and Andrew Astor returns as well as Foster Lambert. They were little guys in the first two films and now um, they're, they're much older in this. Also, this stars um, Sinclair Daniel. She plays uh, Chris Winslow. She was awesome in this. And then uh, their little sister, she was a baby. I don't, I don't think this is the same girl that was the baby in, in the first, first two films. But Julia Davies, she is uh, Kylie Lambert. And then there's some other people in this. But uh, if you guys remember the first two films, the first film, Insidious, was about um, the, the Lamb. We're introduced to the Lambert family. Uh, Dalton, he's playing one day and then he just kind of falls into a, a coma and they don't know what's happening to him. But then slowly things uh, start happening in the house. Uh, the mom, Renee, she's like, I don't want to be here. Too much is going on. She's seeing things. So they move out of one house. They uh, move to another house, but then everything is still going on. And then they kind of figure out, well, it's not the house. It's something else. And that's when they bring in Lynn Shea and they find out that there's these demons that are after uh, Dalton while he's in a coma. Uh, and it has dealing with an astral projection. So the demons wanted him so, so they can come back into the real world. 
through him and leave him in this place they called the further. So that's what happened in the first film. They ended up getting him back. But at the end of that second film, one of the demons got inside the dad and that led into chapter two. So the rest of the movie was then in chapter two. They were trying to figure out what was wrong with the dad. And then we find out that he was stuck in the further. Dalton was awake. He came out of the further in the first film, but he was so he was awake in the second one. But the dad, um, he got stuck in, in the further Josh. And there was a spirit that was chasing him when he was a kid, got inside of him and everything. So they were, they were trying to figure out all that and uh, everything. So in this one, they ended up doing it. So basically, it was just some memories uh, that, that became of Josh because uh, the, the demon that possessed him was uh, something that was trying to get him when he was a kid because he was able to astral project. But he didn't he didn't know he could do it because his mom uh what the heck was her name um barbara hershey uh that was uh, his mom she found out what was going on with him and she got lynn shay to uh help hypnotize him so he could forget um a lot of his childhood so that's how they kind of got him away from uh those demons but um but in in insidious since ty or uh dalton was able to uh, astral project and he had that demon and he got stuck in the further. Um, they were like, okay, so that's where it was passed down from Josh to Dalton. So now this one, when they're older, at the end of the second film, uh, they uh, hypnotized Josh and Dalton so they could forget everything that happened, forget they could astral project and forget everything that happened in the further. But I guess there was some just some stuff going on uh, between Josh and Renee, and they ended up separating. So um, their their grandmother passed away in, in the first, in this in this new one, the Red Door. Uh, so Barbara Hershey's character wasn't there. So there was some kind. You just see that there's some kind of uh, just separation within the family. So Josh is he's a school teacher and he's living somewhere else. Renee and her boys. And uh, her daughter are living somewhere else. But Dalton is about to go off to school. Uh, his dad wants to take him, but Dalton's kind of just doesn't really want anything to do with him. They try to kind of he Josh try to tries to have a conversation with his son, but his son ain't having it. And he's like, all right, man, whatever. And Josh is just like, I I, I can't do this. I'm just he just can go live his life. So Dalton goes off to college. He's in, in school. And he ends up uh, living in the dorms. His roommate, uh, uh, Chris Winslow, uh, Sinclair Daniel, uh, she's a beautiful young uh, black woman. She uh, she's uh, his roommate in, in his uh, in his dorm room. So Dalton goes to the first day. He goes to his art class because he's a really really good artist. And his professor, uh, Professor Arm Armagan, played by Haim. Uh, Abaris, I think the Ab base. I don't, I don't know. I can't pronounce her last name. But anyway, so she's talking to him and telling everyone, "All right, close your eyes, listen to my voice." Before they start doing this art project, I want you guys to just free your mind. Da 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 da. So whatever she did, she unhypnotized Dalton, uh, not fully, because then he slowly starts to see things and remember things. When he was in the further in in the first film, there was this red door that led to where this uh they called the lipstick demon was, and he started drawing that. 
and then he started seeing things and then he was he, he called his brother and said hey do you remember anything because uh, he said when he was 10 years old he goes he does not remember anything of that year of being 10 and he doesn't really, he doesn't know he was in the hospital but he didn't he didn't know why they didn't they didn't tell him and Josh as well he doesn't he doesn't remember any of that but he is slowly starting to see things. Because there's uh, every now and then we see something in the background. We're not really sure what it is, but it's following him. So the rest of this film, Dalton is starting to see things. He's trying to try to put things together. He doesn't really know. Um, his friend Chris, she's uh, starting to believe him, and they start. She starts seeing. Uh, she doesn't see what he sees, but she knows that something's happening because doors are opening and shutting. Things are moving that well, like they shouldn't be moving. And all that. So that was the the rest of this film was him trying to figure out why am I seeing this? What happened to me when I was a kid? And Josh uh, Patrick Wilson, he's 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 trying to be there to to help his son son along. But I thought this was a really good film. I, I enjoyed it. I, I won't go into what happened at the end, but um, if you guys haven't seen it, I I don't think it's in the theaters anymore. So I, I assume it's gonna. I think you can rent it. Um, but what I really loved about this film, I love this story of the, the insidious story with this film with the Lambert family. Uh, I really loved that they got uh, Ty Sim- Simpkins to come back to reprise his role as Dalton Lambert. Because, again, he was a little kid in the first two movies. Now he's a, he's he's, a, he's probably in his 20s. Maybe maybe he's 19. Um, but this movie was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um I, I saw it late uh, in the run. I think I saw it like the week before it got pulled from the theaters when when it, when it was done with his run. Um, but I think it might be showing here and there. If it's showing anywhere in your area and you haven't seen it yet, definitely go see it. Uh, it had its jump scares. It had its creepiness on what was going on. Um, I think this was a good wrap-up to the uh, the Lambert family. So, again, if, you, if you're going to watch this film... If you're just going to wait until it's streaming somewhere, definitely it'll probably be on um, uh, Max because that's where the first two films are. My advice for you, if you haven't seen any of these films, watch the first two, then watch this one. And then you can watch three and four, which which were prequels. But uh, I believe this is it for this uh, for this story. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to continue with the insidious uh story but not with this family so uh, i'm cool uh with whatever they do i hear they want to do, do a tv show maybe they're gonna do another movie i don't know but out of all the films i enjoyed every single one of them but the very first one is my favorite and that one scared the hell out of me <laughs> i saw that by myself the first time and i think there was like maybe two or three people in the theater um, I saw it like early in the morning and I was still scared. But this one was pretty good. I was I was shocked on how good uh, I liked this film. But yeah, that was Insidious, The Red Door. All righty. On to a new movie that came out uh, July 28th. Um, I was hearing some stuff about it. I, I kind of watched the trailer, but I wasn't really paying attention to what, what it was. But a uh, friend of the show, Mike... He saw it and he's like, dude, you better go see this movie. It's awesome. So I was like, okay. And this is, uh, it came out in 2022. I believe it's an Australian film. It might have, it probably came out down there, 
but it was released here in America uh, in July of this year. And this is Talk to Me. It's a horror thriller. It's an hour and 35 minutes. Uh, d- d- directed by Danny Filippo and Michael Filippo. Um, I believe, from what I understand, these these two guys are YouTube guys, uh, and they and they made this film. Uh, I, I believe they were trying to, uh, like, I guess a lot of big companies were coming at them, big productions people saying, "Okay, well, we'll help you make this film." But they wanted to change some stuff, and they were like, no, we, we want to do it. We want to direct it, and we want to make the movie that we wrote. So A24 stepped in, and they pretty much gave them, you what, here, make your movie, here's your money, go for it. All right. When a group of friends discovers how to conjure spirits by using an, an, an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. This stars a bunch of people uh, that I didn't know. So I, it was all again. It was, all, it was filmed in Australia. All Australian actors. Uh, IMDb same thing. All right. Uh, this stars ooh, Ari McCarthy, Hashem Phillips, uh, Kit Earhart, Bray, Bruce, Sarah Bukinshaw, Sonny Johnson. Marcus Johnson's, Jaden Davidson, Sophie Wilde, and a bunch of oh Joe Bird. Uh, he played Riley. He I thought his character was cool, and a bunch of other people. Oh uh, Zoe Tara Kays, I think that's her. She plays Haley. She was my favorite in this. But all right, talk to me. This movie was awesome. Definitely on my best of this year, and I don't think anything is gonna knock it off. Uh, if I got to do a horror list as well, this is on that list as well. But man, this movie was good. It was spooky. Um, I liked what what they they did. They what, I don't I don't know the 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 origin of the of this story, but they have this. Um, I, I thought it was like a ceramic hand, but they're saying it's an embalmed hand. Uh, it's um, I believe it's the right hand. Um, it's just like the hand up to maybe not even the elbow or yeah, right cut before the elbow. And what they do is they, they get it. Um, and they go, okay, they, everyone's partying and all that. They set it down, they bring it out. And then what they got to do is you got to say, hold the hand, hold its hand and say, talk to me. And then spirits come. All right, right there before I dive into it tomorrow. If they had something like this, I would not touch that damn thing. I don't touch uh, Ouija boards or any of that type of stuff. I don't conjure up spirits or anything. No, thank you. Because <laughs> uh, I'm spiritual. Yeah, what was and- that thing that like uh, in the native community it ran next to the cars? Remember I told you about that? There's a Wasn't bunch of like, things like, like skinwalkers. Or something. There's a bunch of things out there like that, but yeah, Skinwalker is one of them. Yeah. I won't go into it because I'm not supposed to talk about it. But anyway, um, okay, yeah. So what what they do? This is in the trailer. That's uh, I watched the trailer, but I really just must have not been paying attention. So when they touch the hand, they say, "Talk to me," and then whoever is holding the hand sees a spirit, and it's usually something spooky or 
creepy or, or mangled or, or whatever. It was it was weird. And it there was some jump scares that got me in, in this. So when they do it, and then I think they say, talk to me. They see, show themselves, and then they, I think they say, show me or come into me or something. I can't remember <laughs> what they say. But um, when uh, then they get possessed by whatever they're, whoever they're talking to. And when they do, it's like they throw their head back and they go, ah, and their eyes turn black. And then it, then it starts talking. And everyone's like, oh, my God, they all start laughing. And everybody's filming it and recording it because it was like one of those little viral games. And everyone's like, and it's all over TikTok and stuff like that. So this, the one girl, uh, the main girl in this, she, uh, her mom passed away. So when she does it, she's like, um, oh, no, no, uh, the, this one little kid, I think his name is Riley, he does it. And when um, he, uh, okay, uh, the, when you do it, I guess you're only supposed to do it for 90 seconds. If it's any longer than 90 seconds, that demon can, or whatever, not demon, or whatever it is that you're conjuring up can pretty much stick around or stay inside you. So when that boy does it, it's uh, that girl's mom. And when he starts talking, it's it's her mom's voice. And then she's like, oh, my God. And she wants to talk to her mom some more. So it was kind of like Witchboard. In Witchboard, that movie, they were saying, don't, don't use that thing by yourself. Because spirits are tricky and, and bad shit can happen. But since this girl found out that she can conjure up her mom, she does it by herself. And then all hell breaks loose. But, man, this movie was hella good. Uh, at first, I was sitting in there by myself, but then slowly people started to come in, and I was like, "All right, cool, uh, I'm all right." <laughs> it's so, but it it was spooky. Uh, I really loved what these guys were doing. Um, did it bring something new to the table? Yes and no, but I really enjoyed what they did. These I don't know if these were first time filmmakers. Uh, I know they made some stuff and it's on YouTube, but I. Could be right. I could be wrong. This is probably the first big feature film. Um, again, I'm, it was probably released in Australia before it, it came to us. But man, this movie was hella good. I believe it's still in the theaters. If it's not, if it is, it's probably just doing like the the one a day type of things. Um, I want to go see this again. I'm, I want to try to get out and see it before uh, it gets pulled. Um, or I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out because I really, really love this film. Uh, okay. It's still in the theaters. Well, in Reno area, I don't even think it came here where I'm at, but I'm going to try to get out and go see this movie before it, it uh, gets pulled. But man, yeah. Talk to me. This movie was awesome. Uh, I highly recommend if, if you like, um, horror films or just suspense thriller type of things. It, here they have it listed as horror thriller. Okay, I'm I'm all right with that, but it was it was really really good. Um, it it kind of it got me. Uh, I teared up a couple times, and I teared up a couple times in uh, Insidious, The Red Door, as well. And I always get mad. I'm watching horror movies. Why am I crying? Um, but this one, uh, again, I will not play with this type of shit. Ouija boards, this, anything to do with conjuring up spirits or anything no nah, i'm not the one because i i don't i don't want to find out 
uh, what's out there, and I don't want it in my house. <laughs> but yeah, it was. We, there was one movie I can't remember. It was called. I think I know. I talked about it a long time ago when I first started podcasting. I believe I talked it on one of the first um, couple uh, Magnus podcast. Um, the hell was it? I think it was called Behind the Door. Um. Or is this it? Was this the one? The boy behind the door? No, that's not it. That's something totally different. It was some. I think it was something beyond the door, behind the door. Um. Yeah, I can't remember. I think that was the movie. No, not that one. Yeah, I can't remember who was in it. It was either B, is it behind the door? Um, someone's probably yelling at me about it. But uh, that one was one of those type of movies that I'm not going to also fool with. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't remember what it was called. It was something, the door or whatever. Um, but that one, it was... Uh, this lady lost her son and somebody told her that there was this door in India or wherever, some somewhere, some country over there saying that you could go over there and, and talk to the loved one uh, you lost. You can go over there and talk to them. But what the, the rules were, whatever, whoever it is, whatever they say, do not open that door because all hell can break loose and, I get it. I totally get it. She won't, She wanted to talk to her son again. And he was like, mommy, mommy, open the door. I love you. I miss you. I'm scared. And whatever he was saying. And she was just not in a good place. And she opened that door and all hell broke loose. Again, me, if you know my story. I First of all, I would not go there. And I would, I would not want to put myself through something like that. And uh, I mean, as much as I miss my son, and I love him and I miss him every day. I wouldn't want to do anything like that. Or even that one movie, The Forest, when they're saying don't go into that forest in Japan by Mount Fuji if you're depressed and everything. And nah, because they were saying they that forest knows you're depressed and there's bad things and, and all hell's gonna break loose. And if you saw that movie, it did. Um, I wouldn't even go in there <laughs> in that forest. So but same thing with this movie. I would not grab that hand. I wouldn't even not want to be in the same room with it. If I saw it was in the room, all right, I'm out of here. I no way. I did not want to mess around with that type of stuff. But this movie was awesome. So again, um, if I'm selling it, uh, if you want to go to the theater and see it, or you're just gonna wait until it comes out streaming, this is definitely something you guys should watch. If you like, um, it's more of a thriller, suspense thriller type of thing. It does have its jump scares, and there is some uh, gory things that the demon-wise or whatever it is, spirits uh, that that they see. But it was it was a good. There was one. Well, you know what? There was one scene that was pretty brutal. Um, I won't I won't say what it is, but it was like, oh my god, what, what's what's happening here? Um, it was real, real brutal. Uh, with, with one of the characters, and I, I ooh, it was amazing. Shout out to that actor uh, that did it, that performed what happened in the film. I won't say what it was, but man, this movie was amazing. I loved it. I was not expecting 
for me to love it that much. So, but yeah, again, this is definitely on my best of list, and this is definitely on my best of horror list. Will it be number one? I don't know. I already got a number one, but I don't know. We'll see. Again, there's more movies coming, so we will see and wait until we get to the end of the year. Uh, okay. We got one more movie for you guys, I think. Let me see. Was that was that it? Or was the list that we had? I believe. Okay. Talk to me. All right. This is the last film we got. Um, this is a film that came out um, this year, but when did it come? Okay, it came out in July. Damn, everything came out in July. This is, uh, came out July 4th. It's still in the theaters. Uh, th- it's one of those movies. I mean, even on X, they were giving free tickets away because they want everybody to go see this film. Uh, it's still playing in, in the t- little one-horse town that I live in. And this is it's rated PG-13. It's two hours and 11 minutes. It flew by because I was so into this film. And this is Sound of Freedom. Uh, the incredible true story of former government agent turned vigilante who embarks on a dangerous mission to rescue hundreds of children from sex traffickers. This was uh, written and directed by Alejandro Montverde. Mont- I, th- I don't know. I can't say that last name. And also written by Rod Barr. Uh, this stars uh, Jim Cavazel. Um, he was in. He played uh, JC in The Passion of the Christ and a bunch of other things. <laughs> um, he plays Tim Ballard, uh, Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Uh, she's in this. A Bill Camp, a Javier Godino, a Crystal. Uh, a Parcio, uh, Lucas Avil, and a bunch of other people. And oh my God, this movie was just. It was rough to get through the subject matter and everything. I mean, they don't show show anything, but you know what these these little kids, these little girls, these little boys what they go through and we know this goes on and we live in an evil world even if there's no evil going on in in the area you are or whatever country you're in this goes on and it's sad what was happening in this film and it's sad that we know it's happening it, it's happening here in America some people say it's not open your fucking eyes it's happening here in America. It's happening in other parts of the world and probably every country in, in the world. This is Did going you hear on. that somebody involved in the making of the movie is accused of it now? Kind of uh, messed up, but true. It's, oh, man. I mean, this, this kicks you in the gut right from the get-go. Um, there's a, I believe they were in Mexico. Uh, there's this family. Um, these talents, so-called talent scouts come up like, Hey man, your, your kids got, this is all in Spanish. Your kids got what it, what we're looking for. And this is amazing. They can make this much money and we're going to put them in movies. We're going to put them in TV, uh, bring them to this hotel room so we can, uh, take pictures and, uh, get them whatever. So 
this dad takes his daughter and his son over there. Well, first he just took they they wanted a daughter, so he took her over there. But then that little boy's there, and they're like, oh man, he's cool. He's got what a uh, the look too. We we can use him. And then he's like, okay. So he's sitting there, and they're like, oh, you know what? You can leave and come back tonight this evening, and I'll pick up your kids, and they'll be ready. So he leaves, comes back later to that room. The room's empty. No one's around. All the there's a bunch of other kids in that room. All the kids are gone. His two, his son and his daughter are gone, and he does not know what's happening, where they went, or whatever. And that's when this, this story begins. And then uh, Tim Ballard, Jim Cavazell, I don't, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, he he comes into play, and uh, he. He's out there searching for kids. He's out there trying to stop all these these creeps from from doing it, from uh, paying for for the kids or stealing them or whatever. Um, he hears that he he had just finished uh, a job and he kind of helped save or he helped save uh, the little boy that that was uh, that was stolen in the beginning. But he, that little boy was gone for a long time. But he kind of helps him, and then he uh, finds out. Um, He's talking to that little boy and then he's telling him about his sister and he tells him about where he doesn't know where he was, but he he finds out exactly where where he was. So um, his higher ups are like, your your mission is done. We, we rescued that boy and we're good. But he's like, there's more out there. I got some leads to know where I can save some more. But they're, his bosses are like, no, nah, man, you, you're done. You, you're going into other countries that we have no jurisdiction in. But he's like, F you, I'm going. So they're like, well, if you go, don't. And you get caught. We we can't save you. So he goes in this mission to try to find this little girl and try to save as many other kids as he can. So that that's where his mission uh, starts, but oh my god, it, it was. I mean, again, they don't show nothing, but you can just imagine. I mean, it. It what what got me is what 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 they were saying, what that little boy was seeing, and when they were talking to other kids and how long they were doing, what they were doing, why they were kidnapped, and I was for like years, and some of them were like, "Well, how old are you?" Well, I'm twelve now, but I how old were you when you first did this? And then he was like, I was six. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, just the, the evilness that's in this world. I mean, going back to that fucking idiot that he's in prison, I hope he gets killed when he's in prison. That uh, Jared from Subway guy, he was fucking trying to do this crazy shit. Now, I'm pretty sure he did when he said he went to other countries. But, oh, my God, I mean, it's to say this does not happen. Open your fucking eyes. It does. And it's sad. There's many documentaries, many stories about this. If you guys watch the the latest um, Reservation Dogs, Dear Lady, oh, my God, it goes into the the um, all the stolen kids, all the stolen indigenous kids that had to go to these fucking church schools where they stole them from the family, kidnapped and forced them to go to their schools and forced them to not be their tribes, not to speak their language. And then the, 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 
the uh, sexual abuse and physical abuse that these kids had to go through. I mean, they, they they're finding bodies, just empty grave, big pits of bodies of little kids, the bones of little kids that were from that were stolen and taken to these schools. Uh, and and this man, all I mean, I'm sure there's just uh, little fuck. Bodies of bones of little kids that get murdered for shit like this. And oh my God. I mean, it's it's sad to think about. It's sad to watch any of this stuff. The, 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 these movies, the 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 documentaries on, on, on what's going on. It's it's just so sad. And I did. In this movie, the, the, when when they find out where um, all these people that are doing it, man, I was just like, man, fly in there with fucking helicopters and as much ammo as you can and fucking level that whole place and kill everybody that's there. I mean, that's what I was wanting them to do <laughs> other than just arresting them. I'm like, fuck them, man. Find these guys and put bullets in their heads. For all these evil people that were doing it to these innocent little kids. And yeah, I mean, again, this movie is not for everyone. Um, but I, if you can stomach these type of stories and these type of films, this is a powerful film. And I want everyone to go out and see it. I mean, that's how, how much they want everyone to go see it. They're giving free tickets away. So you can go see this film. I don't think they're trying to do it just to. Oh we want to win Academy Awards for it. If it does win Academy Awards. Cool it deserves it. But this is a story. And I think that some people need to go out. And see this film. Uh, it's uh, PG-13. So I mean it's it's not graphic. It's not. There's not a lot of bad language. And, and everything in this. It's just the subject matter. And what this guy had to do at the very end of the film they show um the real guy and then the story on what he did and how long he did this to go out to save as many kids as he could but each time they showed these little kids cramped up in rooms cramped up in boxes and just wherever they had them it's it's sad and even the little boy the, the the main two little kids that they kept showing that would that the, the, the that they were showing on these two little actors man they 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 pulled it off they sold their performances and I wish nothing but the best for those two to keep their uh, their film um, career going because man this movie was just oh um, I won't watch it again anytime soon but uh, I I told my wife I said you need to go see this movie. I mean, if if you if you're gonna wait until it comes on TV, all right, cool. But I'll watch it again once it comes on like uh, some streaming service or whatever. But I don't think I can go sit in the theater and watch this again. But again, if there's there's no surprise, there's no shocking ending or anything. It's a story that that's always in the news, always on, online or whatever. So I mean, if you guys wanna. Uh, sit through this film i mean i highly 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 recommend it um 
I'm gonna, it, w- it would be on my best of list. It would be my number one film of the year, but I I don't want to put it there. Uh, I mean, because of of the, of the subject matter. Um, but um, I will say this: it, this is probably right now one of my favorite favorite. It's one of my favorite films of the year. But I I won't put it on that that best of list. I, I, I'm it's it's on a list of its own. And it's number one. This is this is a strong and powerful film. I highly, highly recommend it. Again, if you can sit through these type of films, they again they don't show nothing, but just the images you'll have in your head when they're telling the stories and the creepy fools. There's one guy that's in this that was really creepy, and I was like, oh, kill this motherfucker right now. But they had to use him to get further to find the kids. So I don't know who that actor was, but man, he he just looked creepy <laughs> in this movie, and I was like, ah, kill this fool right now. Um, but uh, yeah, but it, it was it was a it was a it was a strong, powerful movie. Oh, the one guy, uh, actor's name is Bill Camp. I think he played Vampiro. He was one of the ones that was helping um, the main guy, Tim Ballard, find these kids, and that was his kind of his his in to this seedy underworld of, of child trafficking. Cause he, he was like, yeah, he, he knew the players. He knew what was going on, who, who was running each area and everything. So he was the one that was able to help him locate, uh, this little girl. Well, he didn't know. He goes, well, if, if anywhere she's here, but nobody goes in there because it's like a little militia area and, um, you can't even get, to where their camp is or whatever. But so he knew where everything was. So he just kind of, they just had to figure out how to get in there. But yeah, man, this movie was awesome. I mean, I really loved it again. I don't think I could sit through it anytime soon. Uh, I love it. I do want to watch it again, but not, it was, it was rough. Um, I messed myself up by watching that Jared from subway. Then watching this, I was like, I got a double, whammy and i was like oh dude, i felt just like oh my god i just i wanted to jump in the screen and and help these kids and just put bullets in all these guys all these evil people that are out there doing this and oh man but again shout out to the the people that made this film shout out to the little actors that were in it that just did an amazing performance especially the little boy he was, oh, uh, I believe his name was Miguel. There's no picture for him, but he was uh, Lucas uh, Villa. Oh, 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 powerful, powerful film, everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, that was his name. Okay, here's a picture of him. He's uh, Lucas Avila. He played uh, Miguel. Um, but yeah, Sound of Freedom, everyone. Highly, highly recommend it. Please get out there and see this movie and spread the word on it um and i believe that is the last film that uh we have in our movie double uh movie episodes uh, everyone but um yeah man oh i need to watch something funny even after just talking after i saw this movie i had to watch like comedies and feel good movies i just needed to get myself uh, smiling again because I, I left like oh it was it was rough but yeah everyone check out uh, Sound of Freedom 
All right, we're an hour and a half in. Uh, um, just roll in sports, and then we'll do collecting, and then we'll be out of here. Or no, wait yeah. a minute. You, you got to work in the morning? Yeah. I, what's up to you, man? If you can keep going, we can keep going. If not, we can end it here. Well, yeah, I think we can just quickly get through it because for me, uh, it's the NBA offseason. So not a lot going on. Uh, still keeping up with my pods, but even there, um, they're kind of just doing offseason stuff. Uh, not much going on. Uh, football is almost back. The preseason is here. Uh, Broncos played the Cardinals the other day. I didn't watch up with it, but I kept up with it on the social. Uh, sounds like it was a really bad start for the Broncos. And uh, Russell Wilson, we have a brand new head coach, Sean Payton. So we're hoping for better this year. It is only the preseason, but we did lose uh, by one point. Uh, trying not to read too much into it, though. It is just preseason. So we'll see. But, yep, that's it for me on the. Well, that's the game I'm going to watch tomorrow. San Francisco 49ers or Santa Clara 49ers taking on the bitch-ass Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I believe it's in Vegas. so Where they uh, have supposedly watch. more uh, Niners fans. I, I text you during – I was waiting for Big Brother to come on, and uh, they had the CBS Bay Area news special on the Niners and they were in Vegas. And like I said, they were at this bar and it was all Niners themes and they were claiming – yeah, we were Niners fans here in Vegas way before the Raiders came here. So we're staying Niners fans, and uh, Raider fans are welcome to come here. But uh, yeah, we're they were all Niners fans. They claim there's more Niners fans in Vegas than there are Raider fans. <laughs> I I have no idea. <laughs> but the last time I was down there, man, I saw Raider stuff everywhere you went, every store you went, even the little liquor stores. You went into it was uh it was all over the place. So, but to each his own. I'm not a part of that bullshit anymore, and I could care less about them. But uh, earlier, uh, when where, where what day? What today is? What's today? Today's the twelfth. Oh, last weekend, um, we swept up the Giants. I know that. <laughs> and then then we got roughed up by the Rangers. Uh, the Nationals, um, they roughed us up yesterday, today. We got one more game tomorrow. Then we go off to St. Louis. Then we come home, play the Orioles, and then we play Kansas City. Then we're off to Chi-Town for the White Sox. Then we shoot up north to the Mariners. And then back home. Angels, Blue Jays, then we ship off to Dallas and play the Rangers. I'm gonna try to go down there for one of those games when they when they play the Rangers. We stay in Texas, we go down and play the Astros. Ooh. I don't think I can make it. I would love to go to the Rangers and then go down to Houston and see the Astros. Maybe next year I'll make it down to the Astros. But I just wanna start knocking off uh some uh more stadiums, but yep, yeah, our season is pretty much uh, the last game is uh, October first. I don't know the standings. It's just, oh man, it's yeah, A's. But I'm I'm with them until the end. So we'll we'll see what happens. But 
All right, everyone. Uh, let's just not collect it out and then, then get out of here. I have three things. What do you got? Uh, for me, um, my most recent finds on the drive to pick up uh, Jade, I found the uh, Werewolf by Nightwave. Well, most of it. Um, Ted, which is a bigger version of man thing than the man thing that was released uh at the con for a few years back that one was uh full color this one's black and light black and white like uh werewolf by night was and um in my hype um uh, i threw it on, on again the other day and uh yeah still hella good uh, loved werewolf by night but yeah i got uh, ted i got uh uh the Wolfman and uh, Elsa Bloodstone. I'm only missing uh, the uh, one guy before he's uh, the Wolfman. Uh, they have a pop of him. They didn't have that, so I got uh, three of the four. So, yeah, those are my most recent uh, pickups. Oh, and uh, I guess well, really, really quick, really quick. Uh, Werewolf by Night, Ted, Man Thing. Well, these are just out in the wild in the stores. Yeah, I found it in Box Lunch, uh, Santa Rosa is where I found it. I had actually pre-ordered it online through uh, Entertainment Earth. Supposedly, it wasn't shipping until September, and normally they are pretty good about getting stuff before most people so i was really surprised the funny thing was i had just done one of my uh figure photo posts on instagram at the zisu um i did like a werewolf by night photo with uh universal's the wolfman the man thing pop and the uh, comic version of elsa bloodstone and I was like, oh, I can't wait for the Werewolf by Night Pops. And then like a couple days, or I think it was a day later, uh, driving Jade back to Merced, stopped at uh, one of the malls in the box lunch, and they had them. And I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting to see these till October so or September. So, uh, yeah, I was excited. <laughs> was that the only one? Should have told me. Yeah, I guess I should have. I, I wasn't thinking. I should have known. I know you're such a fan, but uh, it shouldn't be hard to find. They're not exclusive. It's a standard wave. So uh, The cool thing about it, too, um, I know you keep most of your stuff boxed, but you may or may not have seen in my post on the back of Ted man thing, the bloodstone is uh, molded into his back like it was on the... Uh, werewolf by night the the show so that was a cool touch i i wouldn't have known without unboxing him but yeah that was a really cool touch damn it's 24 dollars. yeah it's bigger um it's like a deluxe size and so yeah it's a bigger box bigger pop okay well i'm gonna check out uh yeah, I'm on boxlunch.com and it's $24.90. I'm going to go search uh, Reno's because there's some fool on eBay selling one for $79 and the shipping is $44.75. I mean, what country is this? Well, you're never going to sell it at that price. <laughs> oh, this guy's in Australia. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, to each his own. I mean, I, I love Australia. Never been there. I do want to go there, but uh, I ain't the one. I ain't the one. <laughs> I spent $24 here in America uh, before I spend triple or whatever it is <laughs> down there. Um, I still want to find another man thing. And because the one I have, the one I found, I want to, uh, I want to, uh, I want to open one. But let me see how much of those going for. Geez, those are going for fifty dollars. On uh, was this a con exclusive? It was. Oh, there was a Comic Con one with a Comic Con sticker. That's selling for one fifty. Hell no. The one I have, it's just a limited edition one. So. Geez, this going for seventy dollars? Well, I guess I'm. I'm glad I found the one I had, and when I found it, it was only twenty bucks. But that's all you got. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, off of eBay, I got uh, Obi Wan Kenobi the soda. Um, no shot at the chase because it was a eBay pre-opened thing, but. Uh, Got it for a fair price, pretty much what they are, 12 bucks or whatever. So um, glad to get it. The only thing to note with it, though, and I mean, I, I guess I could have seen it in the picture, but I just wanted to make sure I added this one to my collection since uh, I hadn't seen it anywhere and uh, missed out on all the pre-orders. Uh, and it's a 12,500 edition. Um, like my Amidala, the head is off center and i'm like i guess that's just a standard production thing for these and it's kind of annoying but uh, the other thing and it ended up being not that big a deal but when it arrived um the ebay person shipped it in a like a bubble mailer so when it arrived it the can looked like it was actually crushed the top and the bottom of the can had like flung off and i had i hadn't seen that before i didn't know the bottoms came off of these sodas and like the metal the main part of the can metal was like almost flat in the box and i was like ooh or the bubble mailer but uh it all popped back together and honestly you, you can't even really tell so mm, whatever <laughs> that it yes all right well speaking of bubble mailers i said this on the wrestling returns fuck walmart uh i got um my uh rhea ripley series mommy uh, i got her uh i finally got uh, her third single figure i went into walmart and i was oh sweet uh, i grabbed it so i got all three of those uh, the first one when she's just on a card, and then the ones when she's got uh, the two uh, elite lines, both of them uh, in in box. So I got those, and I'm happy. But I was looking on uh, eBay, and I saw that there was a double pack, uh, the championship showdown, Rhea Ripley taking on um, the Queen Charlotte Flair. So I'm like, all right, I need this one mainly for for Rhea Ripley. So I looked on there, and it's, ah, it's not going for much on uh, eBay. So I went on to Walmart.com, and it was like a few dollars cheaper. I said, all right, let me get it here. So I got it, ordered it, came really fast. and went, But when it, I saw the bubble wrap, I was like, oh. I opened it up, and it is off the package. It's open. And I was like, what the? 
Fuck, I was, dude, I was so mad. I, I'm going to keep it, but it is not good. Um, yeah. Let me send you a picture. It's let me hold it open. Yeah, it's, it's open. So this is how it is. I'll send you a picture of how open it is. And it's like they just got it and threw it in the box. And, and sent it off. I was I was so mad. I was like, really? I was hoping that maybe it wasn't too bad. But as soon as I opened it up and I saw it, I was like, oh. I mean, the figures are fine. There's there's nothing wrong. They're, they're not crushed. But uh, I'm an in-package, on-the-card guy. Uh, I'm just going to – I did write them a, a nasty note and sent it to them and saying that it was horrible, horrible shipping. What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to probably have to buy another one so the package is, is better. Um, did you get that picture? It did. Uh, yeah. Look, that's uh, how open it was. Up. So I was like, uh. Yeah. That's the Obi-Wan? Yeah, you can see the head is off misalignment. The turn part is fine, but... Um, it kind of shows it's not it's not centered, and that's exactly how the Amidala is too. So, at this point, like I'd like a straight one, but I'm like, uh, it might be definitely easier said than done. It seems like it's a common thing for at least the Star Wars uh, sodas because mm. of the bobble part. Uh, the last thing I got was. Um... Uh, another uh, from uh, WWE, the Mattel Elite line, Series 93. I got the, this is the first time in the line uh, from her NXT days. This is uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Once she left NXT and came up to, I think it was Raw first, her name turned to Raquel Rodriguez. I don't know why, <laughs> but it, it's just what they do. They change their names. But I don't know why you went from Gonzalez to Rodriguez, but okay. Uh, she's awesome in the ring. I love her. And I remember seeing this this figure a long time ago. I was like, oh, I'll just get it later. And then it was gone. So I went on um, Pro the ring, Ringside Collectibles. I went on there. They had it. It was on sale. I think they were just trying to get rid of whatever they had. It was like nine bucks. So I bought it. So it, they, they shipped their, thing, their, their things right properly. Inbox, bubble wrapped everything, and so can't get crushed. Well, I'm sure it could get crushed if it got crushed, crushed. But no, they they really know how to ship their stuff, and I'm always happy with uh, ringside collectibles. Oh, I got one more thing. Uh, let me step over and grab it really quick. I don't know if you guys can hear me, but ah, uh, oh, man. Shout out to uh, Mike. He uh, found this for me in... Chicago. Uh, he always goes to this one little collectible place. I guess there's a few collectible places. But he went over there and he found it for me. Um, the box is kind of beat up, but um, I don't I don't have this one. This is a, it's one of those PX previews exclusives. I don't even know what PX is. But this is uh, from the Flash movie. Uh, Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne uh, without the cowl. So he saw that. He goes, you got this one? I said, no, get it for me. Do you have this one? I 
had it on order and it should have came like a month or two ago and it still hasn't shipped so i don't know what's going on there i should probably look that up <laughs> See, this is this is how the box looks i'm sending you a picture or maybe okay there's one and i was like ah but it's all right i mean i don't know if i'll see this anywhere else now watch me see it everywhere but uh, um, yeah it says it says on, on my order now it says uh uh coming in august so what's what's px what's the previews it's just uh there's a booth at comic-con it's about always about uh mid show floor um they always have like it's called the previews booth and they always have like a they have like everything. They carry all the collectible lines. Like it doesn't matter what it is, but they get like, like this, like this pop. Like it's it's exclusive for them. So it's kind of just like a interesting little dealer. <laughs> okay. They get oh. exclusive stuff. I got I got one more. This is the last thing. Very last thing. Uh, I went into a GameStop uh, in Reno. Uh, me and my grandson Buster, we went in there. Uh, Renee and uh, Daniel went to Target, and I was digging through their pops, and I found uh, New Kids on the Block. Jordan, uh, he's my favorite new kid, so I had to have it. Uh, my <laughs> friend go, why don't you just get all of them? I was like, eh, I don't know. I I just get the ones that I want. I don't need to collect the whole line. But um, I believe this is uh from the the Hanging Tough era. Uh, the the mold, so I had to get it. I, I I saw the other new kids, and I went through that whole big stack, and I found Jordan, so I had to get it. So I got, I got that one. Oh, another thing, I don't know where Mike got this, but you know those little those little green army men, those little yeah. old, old old school ones. He found one. It's uh the original AJ's toy boarders. It's a bunch of skateboarders, but they're all green, like the green army men. So. He sent me a picture. He goes, you want this? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take it. So I got it. But yeah, that's that's it for everything that I got. And that is it, everyone, for this episode. So episode 292, our two-episode movie extravaganza uh, and everything. But everyone, go over to Spotify for podcasters. Just go to the link below. And listen to everything we got there. The last two couple things we threw up were the um, Big Brother episodes. Uh, definitely uh, check those two out. Uh, we are going to give you more. Uh, and my summer series, uh, the few I think I got two more episodes. I'm, I was going to do three, but I only got time to do two more uh, of the uh, summer flicks. So, but the ones that are on there, check out. Uh, I did The Sandlot, I did Meatballs Part 2, Summer School, and the 1986 Skateboarding Classic Thrashing. Uh, I did those four. So I got two more movies for you guys. Uh, One for you surfers, and then another one. Um, I can do another skateboarding one. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll switch it up and do... Oh, no, 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 no. I'll probably save that next skateboarding one for next summer, but there's a, a summer camp movie. 
uh, that I want to talk about from the 70s. But anyway, so I got two more of those for you for our summer series. But overall, that's overall on uh, Spotify for podcasters. Again, the link is down below. Check that out. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Go over to TeePublic. Pick up a T-shirt. Follow us over on X. Uh, at East Society Pod, at Magnez Pod, at Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram. Again, we got a new Instagram page. It's at East Society Pod. Um, at the Zisu, at Magnez Pod. Follow us on TikTok, at East Society, or uh, yeah, at East Society Pod. Uh, intro and outro. Shout out to Mixlaw Beat Productions. Going over to www.mixlawproduction.com for all your beat needs and everything else that he's got over there on his website. Awesome, awesome guy. Um, for letting us use uh, the intro for since 2016. So uh, we definitely got to get him on the show at some point. Hopefully really soon. Uh, I got another Magnez episode coming. I, get, I just got to record it and then put it out. Uh, it's, it's not going to be very long. Maybe an hour if that. But uh, yeah, just some uh, stuff that I've done with the past few months and when I was out in Arizona and some other things I want to bitch and complain about. But anyway, um, yeah, that's it, everyone. So please, uh, links for everything to find us are all down below. Check us out. Follow us on everything, please. And like and subscribe. Uh, spread the word if you want to go if you're listening to us on Apple uh, podcast please rate and review us give us a five star give us a review we'll read it on the show uh, shout out to everyone that did do that before we usually never say this but might as well I always listen to pod and everyone is saying it but again shout out to everyone out there please come back for more so until next time be safe and party on yep Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, society. <laughs>